Hello, welcome everybody to the Brew College Athletics Podcast. I am the Assistant Athletic Director for Sports Information, John Neves, and I've got two guests with me here today to talk about a very special uh, student athlete who did something pretty incredible, and that is, of course, Luis Munoz. But let me, first of all, welcome the head men's soccer coach and the coach of, of Luis, uh, Dima Kamenchek. Hello, Dima. Hey, John. Here Lewis. we are again. A month away from soccer season. Are you getting ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, getting ready to get up at four in the morning. Three in the morning, but we're three, all ready. Three the in the morning. Experience we know too well, and uh, I'm sure Lewis is not going to miss it. But Lewis, Lewis is coming to us from Los Angeles, California. Man, how you doing? How's it going, John? How's it going, Dima? Nice to see you both. Uh, let me tell everybody about Luis. Luis is a terrific story, not just in the classroom, but off the classroom. Played on the Brooks soccer team, um, helped them win a CUNYAC championship last year, um, ran the New York City Marathon. Um, matter of fact, just to tell everybody a story. So on a Saturday night in early November, we played the soccer championship at Brooklyn College. If I recall correctly, Luis, you scored the tying goal, I think, or you scored a goal. I did, yeah. The team goes on to win the championship. So this was on a Saturday night. I'm trying to remember November the 7th or the 8th, but it was somewhere around there. And then what do you do? Oh, you just get up the next day and you run the 26 mile marathon of New York city. You know, <laughs> like, like that's, and then the year before that, Louise came into prominence because while the world was locking down because of that pandemic in March of 2020, what did Louise do? Oh, he just ran a marathon going back and forth on his terrace and he timed it, and it was the length of the New York City Marathon. So uh, Luis is known to be doing some really terrific uh, projects, uh, very, a lot of work, hard work. And his most recent project, which I decided to record on a podcast, we have been looking for some new content. We haven't done anything in a while with this since we've been back on campus. And Luis tells us, oh, by the way, I just did something recently. I rode a bike across the United States of America. And after he tells me about it, I said, you know what? I can't just write about this. That's not going to do justice to your experience. Like, we got to talk about this. We got to put this on audio for people to listen to. And here we are. Uh, and I invited Dima to tag along to listen to the uh, conversation. And Luis, let me first of all start off. Um, where did the idea come from to bike across America? The, I think the, the first idea about two and a half years ago, I first wanted to do it running. It was when I was running across, well, I was doing the sort of the marathon training and I saw this guy that ran from New York City to Los Angeles or somewhere around that. And, and I thought it would be a cool idea. And then I thought, well, for me, I don't like running as much, but sort of cycling is like the same as running because you see the same things yet you go a little faster. So that's how it first started. I started reading, I started going on forums and I thought this is definitely doable. Uh, and that's how the idea came up. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And uh, first off, tell us a little bit, when did you first start? I left on May 8th, uh, giving my mom a heart attack on Mother's Day. Uh, so Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, the, the May 8th, I left. Oh, uh, mom, how are you? Uh, happy Mother's Day. And oh, by the way, I'm <laughs> biking to California. Yeah. It's, I was supposed to leave on the first, uh, but things started coming up and I decided I, I need to leave us now. And Sunday it was. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story. So 
Let me ask you, before you actually start, what kind of preparation do you have to do to get ready for something that I think took like, what, a month and a half, maybe a little bit more? It took two months, 60, 61 days in total, um, including the rest days and, and everything. So from the time I left New York City till I arrived in Santa Monica. Uh, Preparation-wise, um, I sort of see myself as someone who is athletically fit. As you say, from the soccer team, I always try to keep myself active. So I didn't really do as much preparation as I should have done. Uh, but at the same time, I took this more than as an athletic challenge, as a sort of mental challenge. So I wasn't rushing myself to get there, but rather little by little building up to being able to do what I did. So first day I left, maybe I did 25 miles and then I started increasing little by little. Uh, truthfully, I only went on a two day bike trip a, a month before I left, uh, I, I, biking wise, I did not do any training mental wise. I did a lot. I read a lot. I read about people that did it. I talked to people that did it. Uh, but getting on a bike and actually putting miles in maybe 80 miles, 90 miles in total. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, thing. Um, so let me ask you a, a question as we move along here. What, um, like, how did you plan the trip is do I mean I'm, I'm assuming there are people that have done this did you have to do some research um what take kind of give us a an idea of like what the different parts of the country that you went through yeah uh so there's two main bicycle routes that go cross country uh the northern route and then the southern route uh one of them goes all the way to Washington state from Astoria Washington to Virginia or Astoria, Oregon, sorry, to Virginia. And then the other one ends up in Route 66, but it starts in Chicago. So I sort of had to get my way west from New York City uh, to St. Louis. So I went straight west through New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indianapolis, up until Illinois, and then Missouri. And I did those first 1,200 miles off of Google Maps, which was totally an error on my end because it gives you the most minor roads and very isolated places. but if I wanted to do established route, it would have been starting in Virginia and I decided to just leave from New York City. And then in St. Louis, I took Route 66 down uh, all the way to Santa Monica, going through the desert parts of uh, North Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and then California. Dima, you think the soccer team could bike to like Pennsylvania to get ready for preseason? Yeah, uh, just listening to Lewis and doing the, you know, doing the track the way he did. And obviously, Lewis knows the running that we do during the preseason. Um, I think guys would have been uh, given up uh, by the time maybe they reached like the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> that's that, that's pretty insane right there, for sure. Uh, yeah. that, that's a, that, that is that is an interesting track right there that you took. So uh, and how did you um, uh, how did you uh, know, like um, with, with the track when the when you were taking it, how did you know that you were in the right track? Was it like Route 66? Just kind of you knew that that was kind of the safe way to go. Were you trying to take the safe way? Um, not really trying to get too crazy with the route that you took? Yeah, I I didn't. Since I was going alone, I sort of tried to be uh, first thing in my mind was always safety. Uh, so never. Up until New Mexico, I never took any major roads. It was always minor roads. Uh, in Route 66, uh, most of the way in Missouri and Oklahoma and North Texas, it goes parallel to the highway. 
it's an old highway, so it's there's barely any traffic. Uh, but then once you get into New Mexico and Arizona, you do have to ride on the highway, uh, which can sometimes be scary, but it's the only really the only way to go. When uh, what time would you like on a on a regular day, Lewis? Like, what time would you start and what time would you end? Um, I think it varied a lot, but I would say that I would wake up on average around seven a.m. Um, if I was more southwest, that it was incredibly hot and you could not bike after maybe eleven a.m. because it would go upwards of like one ten, one eleven degrees. So I would wake up. Then I would wake up for starting to bike on during sunrise, which was like five thirty. But I would wake up around seven, uh, depending on where I had slept that night, if it was someone's house and I had breakfast with them, or if I had to unpack all my tent gear and everything, um, I would say that I would be on the road by 8.30, 8, 8.30, sometimes nine, bike for two hours, uh, get my daily dose of Snickers and Gatorade. It was the one thing that at every gas station I would stop or family dollar or dollar general. Um, and then from there, I would, I would say log about 20 miles in the first two hours, maybe a little more dependent and, and then go for about another 25 to 30 miles, eat lunch. And then I, I, I always like to, whenever I stop for lunch, which is when I stop for maybe half hour after that, I only needed just a few miles to get there. I didn't like the idea of stopping for a long time and then having to bike another 30, 40 miles. I'm sorry, Louis. You, I'm sorry, John. Louis, did you say you stayed with people in the people's houses? Yeah, a, a lot of days actually. Uh, it would be a mix of a an app called Warm Showers, which is a, sort of like Couchsurfer that more people are familiar with, but it's for cyclists only. So you pay a subscription of, of $4.99 a month, and then there's cyclists all over the world that host you for free because when they tour. Wow other people host them. That's great. Um, yeah. And it could be from, you can camp in my backyard to, I cook you dinner, breakfast, you have your own private room and private bathroom. So it's like a little bit of everything. And then wow. people that stop me in the middle of the road and they're like, where are you sleeping tonight? And if they seem friendly enough, then yeah, they don't look like a serial killer. Exactly. You sort, of, <laughs> yes. you, sort of, you sort of go with it. Yeah. So you must have met some like really interesting people then, because um, all of these are very much like kind of uh, out of the blue meetings, right? So super interesting. Oh, who's and, the what's 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 the most interesting person I guess you met on this? Because uh, it seems like a it seemed like you had a pretty uh you know social ex experience as well. This this wasn't like a, a ride of solitude, right? Yeah. I, it's like when I was biking, I was always alone except maybe two, three days. But then I would, I would tell, I, I used to tell my family and friends, it's like, I am right now, people were incredibly confident, which is something that surprised me in the fact that I would get to their house and maybe they were at work and they were like, Hey, this is the code to the house. Make yourself at home. I'll be there in a few hours. And I would be in a random town in Oklahoma, someone's house that I haven't met yet. And the house is for myself. I'm just there for a few hours, opening the fridge as if it's my own house. And it's weird at the beginning, but then you sort of get with the rhythm of it because you're like, okay, we're both bikers. We know the feeling. They know that, you know, you've just done 60, 70, 80 miles. So all you want to do is take a shower, eat something and then rest. So it was, I don't know. It was just, it, it was pretty, pretty weird, but interesting at the same time. People were, people were great. 
people were super nice. Maybe it's because the fact that I looked a little more vulnerable because I was alone. Uh, but I, I didn't have any moment of, oh my God, I am going to die. Oh, it's amazing. Now, let me ask you another question. You know, one thing you must have hit on the way, and I'm trying to remember, I thought there was like a crazy type of storm going through the central US in May, but do you have any issues with weather? No. Um, okay. I, I was, the only issue, and as a biker, it's like the biggest issue is headwinds. Uh, one thing that I sort of knew about, but didn't take much into account is the fact that most winds go eastward, so from west to east. So I would say that 95% of my days were against the wind and it is, it's brutal, especially in North Texas and Oklahoma, where it's like very flat and it's just, you see a lone road of, I don't know how many miles where you think you could go very fast, yet you're going, you know, slower than if it was uphill because of the wind. So that was the biggest issue. Um, I would be done early during the day around 1 2 p.m i was done biking and that sort of there's this like monsoon uh weather rain or something like that in the southwest that it would rain every day but it rained between like 6 and 8 p.m so i was clear from it well that's a heck of a thing um what was your best day and your worst day that's a good question to ask i hope yeah uh, biking wise, uh, my worst day was just at the beginning. Uh, it was, I was going from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania to Freeland and it's about a 6,500 climb feet climb. Um, my error was I didn't do as much research on Pennsylvania on, you know, geographic, uh, mountains and whatever it is. So I didn't think of it as a super hilly a state totally my my error i always thought of the rockies as the big mountains so the problem with the appalachians is you go incredibly steep and then you go down just a bit where you're not able to enjoy the downhill and then you go steep again down again so it's it's a lot of hiking biking so that was my worst day i ended up hitchhiking from a pickup truck the last three miles because i could not do it it was super hot and it was only my third or fourth day on the road so my legs weren't still used to it and then my best day biking was by far um, from Flagstaff to Sedona, which was actually not part of the route at all. Uh, but my parents, they flew in to visit me for a few days. Uh, my dad wanted to really bike with me for a few days. So he biked a part of Arizona and we said, let's visit Sedona. It was all downhill. 25, 26 miles of pure downhill. And then the sort of it goes from mountains and green and pine trees to red rocks and it's in these beautiful roads if anyone is ever in Flagstaff rent a bike and go to Sedona because it is you don't do any effort at all because it's downhill all the way and it's just beautiful landscape yeah, that's a heck of a thing I well you know for me as as great a shape as I am which means no shape I couldn't even do downhill or uphill it, it wouldn't matter <laughs> with me but it's pretty amazing what you do so let me ask you, so tell us about that moment where you're on your bike, you're on your, you're, you're approaching, or you're pretty much at Santa, Santa Monica beach, which I've heard of beautiful place. What was going through your mind? Um, and, and, you know, when people read the story on brookathletics.com, we'll have some photos there of you celebrating what's going through your mind, knowing that it's over and that you reached your goal. Um. It's, it's a weird feeling for sure. Uh, especially because for the, from that day, 60 days before that, 
every day I would wake up on my mind being like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I decide to even do this? Like, what's wrong with me? And then the day sort of ends and you're like, I cannot wait to the day that I get there. And then when you're actually on the road, I think it was Santa Monica Boulevard or Broadway, the one parallel to it, that you reach the water. It's a bittersweet feeling because, you know, you know, your family's waiting for you. You know, you've done this crazy thing. But then also for the past two months, my life was just pedal and bike and get somewhere else. So to get there, it was pure joy and, you know, very, very rewarding. But at the same time, it was a little bit of a like, okay, now, now what, you know, like I'm already here. This is what I've been waiting for, for the past 60 days. And now I'm here. Uh, it was great though. It, it was, I, um, I dipped my tires on the water. I went in the ocean straight away. It was, it was a great feeling. So what's next? Climbing Mount Everest, jumping off the, <laughs> uh, jumping off a SpaceX ship, uh, parachuting into earth. Uh, what's next for you? No, what's next is work. What's next is the adult life hitting me like a truck. Um, but I'm going to try to stay as active as possible. I, I do want to start doing some triathlons, uh, maybe in a few years, getting into the Ironman setting. We have a, an assistant coach at Baruch who's sort of into that world. Um, so maybe that uh, definitely stay with my bike. I never thought that I would like cycling as much. Probably won't do another trip like this or alone, um, but I definitely want to stay cycling for a long period of time. That's great stuff, Luis. So let me ask you uh, quickly as we end here, you're going to miss playing soccer at Baruch? Oh my God, yeah. Except waking up at 4 a.m., like Dima said, I'm going to miss everything of it. Uh, from training to even before the game, just sort of the that same morning of the game or the day after the game where you're sort of thinking about it, playoffs coming up, NCAAs, uh, everything everything teammates everything yeah dima loves getting up at three o'clock in the morning he's he's become an expert at it but uh <laughs> yeah. it's a heck of a soccer program that uh, you guys got going yeah it's great and i hear i hear it's got great things coming for them so i'm i'm excited to to be on the sidelines for this one dima any final comments from. no listen this is this was uh you know this this was definitely um a journey that I would never even hear anybody doing. I think I texted you, Lewis. I think this is the craziest thing that um, anybody uh, has ever done that I've ever heard of. John, I don't know about you, but from anybody that I know, and I, I know people have done adventures um, like that, but, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I do wonder how much perspective you got uh, from doing something like that. Um, I think that, you know, being in competition, Obviously, you know, as you have done, you know, you're a captain of a team, you know, like to to um, to compete that that's kind of a spiritual experience in itself. Um, and um, it sounds like you went through a, a, some form of a spiritual exper experience, staying at strangers house and all. Um, and, um, you know, uh, hopefully this was, uh, you know, something that like kind of uh, gave you a, a perspective on life. And, uh, you know, like you said, now it's down to work and uh, this was a. Uh, this was crazy to hear. And I'm just glad you're safe, man. Uh, because I don't know, yeah. you know, like most of my questions that I really wanted to ask is like, have you ever feared for your life? Um, you know, because this is America, right? Like, so, you know, it's, it's a vast country. So, you know, obviously sounds like you had an adventure. Yeah, uh, I definitely did. There were some periods of time where you're sort of like, I, I got to watch, I got to watch out where I'm going. Uh, but like I said, everyone, everyone was super nice. 
I only had maybe two, three encounters where I was like, oof, okay. Uh, you know, safety first, but, but yeah, a lot of perspective. I think the impact of this bike trip sort of will come in the years to come that I'll look back on it and be like, Oh, this is, you know, different things. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to even talk to you more about it whenever I get, I make it back to New York city. That's great. When are you coming back home or are you going to stay out in California for a while? I'll be here for another two weeks or so. Um, I, I don't start work until mid to end of August. So I want to enjoy time with my brother. My cousin is here also from Spain. So we're having a good time. And obviously you're flying back to New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm putting my bicycle in a box and shipping it out. All right, good for I was, you. I was going to say, do you, do, do you just not feel like you have to retire that bike? Like, um, <laughs> can that bike possibly have any more you know, like to do with the world of, you know, like of being used, like, I think that's it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, no, that should be like going on a wall, like, <laughs> uh, like a taxidermy type of thing. Right. Like, it's it's going from New York to LA. No, whenever, whenever, whenever I can, I'll probably get a different bicycle and just hang that one up and, you know, retire it. Cause it's, it's been through a lot and zero mechanical problems, uh, only three flat tires and over 3000 miles. So one can only wish for something that that easy when when doing this so yeah that's not bad one uh, flat tire during that time so well i'll tell you luis i'm so glad we got this on audio um thank you for your time i know you've been uh, doing a lot thank you dima i know dima's uh, very busy getting ready for uh, you know another great season coming up and uh uh you know thank you so much for both of you for uh, coming on and i hope anyone listening knows that if you put your heart to something and you plan um, that anything is possible. And like I said, between running a marathon on a terrace, winning a soccer championship, and then 24 hours later, uh, you know, running the New York City Marathon. And this is, uh, is incredible. And uh, by the way, I don't know if I ever told you the New York City Marathon. So I went to Central Park because I know that you and our assistant coach, Ronnie, were running. So New York City Marathon, you had to download an app and it would tell you where everybody was at a certain point. So I kept looking, where's Ronnie? Where's Luis? And I think you were maybe a half a mile ahead of Ronnie. But I know both of you crossed at the same time. But I'm sitting there and it takes forever when you're watching people run, you know, like there's a line and usually it's five deep and then eventually someone leaves and you get closer and closer to the fence. So I finally get closer to the fence and I'm looking and next thing I know, I hear people screaming and you, by the time I got to the front, you had already passed <laughs> all that time. I was like, Oh my God. And uh, I found out later in a video that I caught the back of your heads running away from me. Like that's yeah. how close I got, but that he was, was, uh, you he know, was ahead of me. Ronnie was ahead of me. I don't Ronnie? know. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how how much distance he had on me, but I think it was just a mile and a half before we made it to the end that I saw him and it was like, let's finish it together. So it was a great moment. Well, listen, I got to tell you on behalf of the athletic department, um, I, you know, I know Dima would feel the same way. Um, congratulations on your accomplishment. It's the type of thing that could set you up the rest of your life when you know you've managed to overcome something like that and you conquered it and like you said, your life experiences, you'll appreciate it more when, you know, you're at work and you're around the water cooler and you're not having the greatest day at work. And you're like, you know what? I wish I was riding a bike in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. You know, those, <laughs> those days are going to come mighty fast. Or, you know, I think I'm going to go on vacation and bike ride in Sedonia. Like it's, it's going to come eventually as you get older in life. But 
Uh, so impressed. And like I said, I wanted to get it on audio. And I think it was a great way for us to do it with the podcast, which I've been looking for a reason to record something. So, you know, I want to thank you for your time. I wanted to enjoy California and I uh, hope to see you at a, a soccer game real soon. Oh, you, you bet you will. Thank you. Thank you both for having me here. It was great. Dima, thank you. Uh, no, thank you, John. Thank you, Louis. This was, uh, this was definitely fun. Uh, and yeah, Louis, definitely. Uh, I, we have more, qu- I have more questions than I think the podcast time would allow. Um, and, uh, but you know, we'll definitely talk more about that. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. What can I say? I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, this, this, thank this, 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 this is great, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. This has been the Brew College Athletics Podcast. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably either heard it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podcast Breaker. Uh, we're very fortunate to be on many uh, platforms and uh, hope to do something again later on in the year with another podcast episode. But everybody, thanks for uh, listening to the Brew College Athletics Podcast and take care of yourselves. And we hope to see you at a Brew College Athletic event later this year. Take care. Ciao.